darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. In restless dreams, I walked Oh, hello everyone. It is with heavy heart that I come to you this afternoon. A bit of a surprise recording. Thought I might try to get one in today. And then Kyle Gerke left me absolutely no choice but to address the actions that occurred in the league on this day. I wish I could say I was, no, you know what? I am surprised. I am surprised. I think that most of us have tilted a little bit on a, on a trade before in the past. I think that it's not out of the question to reach a little bit for someone you believe in. That being said, Hopkins, Hopkins for C.D. Lamb, I am just beside myself. Call it what you will with the Judy and the Chase. I don't think either of those are more than a wide receiver three flex play this year. Sure. Maybe going forward, whatever, make your argument, take those two out of it. And the hard knocks bump has claimed yet another victim. This time, Kyle, Joseph, Gerke. Crazy, crazy, crazy that in this day and age, if Gerke just simply did not have HBO in Butler, as was alluded to in the group chat, his team would still be the best projected team on paper. But because he saw CD make a few one-handed grabs on hard knocks on Tuesday night in a practice setting, and a preseason setting playing against defensive backs on second teams, third teams, guys even lower that are probably going to be lucky to make the special teams and probably be practice squad guys. I am just in absolute disbelief. And the fact that Gerke has gotten worse, you know, I think that most of the time we would applaud the number one projected team in the league getting worse, but not when it comes at the expense 
of Sam Hine, who had yet another mediocre draft at best and now has been bailed out by Kyle Gerke in a manner that I can only dream what happened to me. I, you know, it, it brings me back to a couple years ago when, uh, or maybe it was last year, I guess, when Zoner woke up to find in his trade inbox the trade from Razzie with Kelsey and Zoner didn't really have to negotiate or anything. To my understanding, he just accepted one of the worst trades of the year on Razzie's behalf that made Zoner's team that much better. And look what happened. They met in the Super Bowl, and that trade could have been the difference in Razzie winning the title and Zoner ultimately winning the title. I just don't know what to say. I am so jealous of Sam right now. Gerke will not trade again this year, mark my words. It doesn't matter what you offer him. You could offer him something that is blatantly in his favor. You could offer him a tight end, or rather you could offer him your quarterback one, for his tight end, and he wouldn't do it specifically because of how badly he just got torched. This changes the outlook of the entire league for the entire season. And the rest of us are just sitting here wondering, how? And Sam says that he just looked at his phone and the offer was in his inbox. My goodness, to have that kind of luck. If I were Sam, I would have lied to all of you. I would have said that I, I drafted CeeDee Lamb strictly because he was going to be on hard knocks and I knew that people would want to overpay for him in a trade. But my goodness, I don't think anyone could have foreseen something like this. Definitely not Sam. What has this league come to? And not only does this affect the entire league in the sense that Sam's team's better, Gerke's team's worse, Gerke's never going to trade again, but it's also going to make everybody else gun shy to trade because you're not going to want to look as bad as Gerke did in the group chat today. I have never seen a team drop so far in the ESPN projections after one trade. This is devastating to Kyle Gerke. He will not recover from this. He just traded away his second-round pick for a fourth-round pick and his eighth-round pick for a tenth-round pick. 
ladies and gentlemen, I wish that I had more of an explanation to give you. What is a man to do? And on this day, when the group chat was just chugging along with the normal insults, your daily conversation between Babs and I tearing each other apart, Razzy getting a few jabs in, Neebs changing subjects, just a normal day in the old group chat. And then this atomic bomb drops. All we can do now is wait. And it's a long three weeks. A long, long three weeks from this exact day until those players take the field. And on that Thursday night, Gurky will have playing C.D. Lamb and Rain Dakota Prescott. His experiment will be put to the test very early on. And in that same game, he will also have a couple Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing. As of right now, he has, let's see here, pulling up the box scores. Gerke plays Slick Willie, who, by the way, Slick Willie, my goodness, you are welcome, my friend. You were projected to get absolutely toasted. Now it's within 10 points. Anybody's game. Gerke will have on this Thursday night game, he will have Tom Brady. He will have CeeDee Lamb. He will have Mike Evans. He will have Dak Prescott. All in one game. Uh, Chris is going to win this game. Chris is going to win this game. Um, Brady, I don't know. Gerke's lineup is... Starts with Tom Brady against Dallas. Probably a favorable matchup for him. I don't know what. 20 points for Brady's projected 23. Dalvin Cook against Cincinnati. That's good. That's good for Girk. But then listen, he's got James Robinson in his lineup as a starter. That's just rough. That is bad. That is bad. He's projected for 12. I bet he gets eight. He's got Justin Jefferson. That's, a, again, solid. Man, he's all about the stacks. He's got Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook both on the same team playing against Cincinnati, so it might be okay for him this week. But then Dallas, uh, Dak, first game back in a while, um, playing against a good Tampa Bay secondary. I don't think his Cowboys do too much in this, and maybe that's wishful thinking on my part, hoping that the Cowboys stick to the running game with my Ezekiel Elliott. Um and then Mike Evans projected 13. I don't, I guess that's sure, 13. And then Mike Davis, who nobody knows what he's going to look like in Atlanta, but Atlanta's a bad team already. And 
I mean, honestly, name the last fantasy-relevant Atlanta starting running back. It's tough. Devonta Freeman like five years ago. Man, Gerke, your running backs are thin, 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 my man. You need to make, dare I say, a trade. Uh, something tells me you will not be willing to do that, and that's unfortunate because now you have pigeonholed yourself into a very thin running back room. What you had going for you was the fact that your wide receivers were so deep that they made up for the fact you had no running back depth. Now you have just cut your wide receiver depth down. Still solid wide receivers. I I would say even like maybe the fourth best in the league. You had number one best wide receiver core without a question, and now you're like number four. So now you've got a number eight or nine running back core and a number four or five wide receiver core. My man, my man, I just, I, my heart hurts for you today, Gerke. And everyone wants to say that you consult me for trades or that I give you advice. Well, I can assure you I did not do any consultation on this one. Um, and boy, I wish that, not even me, I wish that you had reached out to someone or I wish that you had offered Sam a trade maybe that you thought was too good, like maybe, I don't know, maybe you asked for something more from Sam than you asked for, expecting Sam to say no and counter before you just send off the uh, number one wide receiver on your team and probably could be the number one wide receiver in the goddamn league. I pulled up the stats from last year. CD had like, I like right at a thousand yards or something. I think not even that. I think it was like 900 maybe. And uh, Hopkins had like 1400 fucking yards, Girk. I just can't help but think that the hard knocks fever struck you and you just, you went down with it like the Delta variant. And you are definitely on a ventilator now, my man. Oh, Gerke. Bud, bud, bud. Oof. Well, um, I wanted to do a little uh, small pod today, just maybe like preview previewing the uh, matchups for week one. And, uh, man, I am just shook by this. But I guess the show goes on um, since we already did. Gerke and Slick's matchup. Slick's going to win this one. I really do believe it. Gerke's still projected to win right now, but has way too much um, capital at stake in one game. And I, for whatever reason, if it seems like that Thursday night season opener is always a dud of a game. Um, it, it, it almost never lives up to the hype as far as the scoring. And so, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I think that I think Chris, if he didn't have a chance before, he definitely is looking pretty pretty solid now. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Still maybe a toss-up, but just because of how thin Gerke is going to be at running back in this matchup. Uh, yeah, Chris has much better running backs scenario. Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift. 
and Chase Edmonds. Um, none of those guys are really going to be splitting carries. It looks like at this point, because James Conner still might be out. Um, I just think that Gerke's going to, I mean, Gerke's going to lose. I've got, I've got Chris in this one. Uh, we'll move on. We'll go down the line here. We'll go to J team versus Lindsay's batch. Um, boy, oh boy. So, according to ESPN, J-Team is going to get his cap peeled back by Lindsey's bitch. Um, Josh Allen against Pittsburgh. Tough tough defensive opponent for Josh Allen. CMC against the Jets. That's going to probably be all right for you. Uh, Antonio Gibson, assuming he's healthy, good to go against... Chargers. Chargers have pretty good defense, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. Looking at this, I would say, oh, well, JT doesn't even have a full lineup. That's why the uh, that's why the gap's so big. He's projected one twenty. Razzie's projected one thirty. But JT, obviously, I would hope will have a tight end slotted in by then. Um, that'll close the gap, so it'll be a pretty close projection. Um, starters I like for JT. Obviously, CMC against the Jets. Um, Boy, I guess I guess the Robbie Anderson play against the Jets, just because Sam Darnold obviously is gonna be on a maybe a bit of a revenge tear if there was ever a time to do it. It's now. Um, and him and Robbie are reuniting. I think Robbie Anderson is a fat is is a, a, has a fat game that week. Uh this might be Sam Darnold's best week of the season. Um so that's what I like about JT. What I like about Razzy. God, I just hate Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's going to be that. Maybe for fantasy, he'll be okay. Whatever. Uh, Aaron Jones at New Orleans. That's a home run. Um, ooh, gets tough after that, Razzy. Keenan Allen at a good Washington team. Um, Scary Terry at a good Chargers defense. Um, George Kittle, he should play... And against Detroit, that's a pretty good one. Miles Sanders, hate it, but it's against Atlanta. Mm. Fitz Magic against the Chargers, very good secondary. That is going to be interesting. Um, I don't know. This one's kind of a toss up, but I think uh, I think JT wins um, just because of how far or how well I think that Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson are going to do. And then you throw in Lamar Jackson against the Raiders and Josh Allen is always putting up those uh, solid starts regardless of opponent. So I've got Gert or I've got, I'm sorry guys. I've got JT in this one. I've got JT taking Lindsay's betch down, moving on to used car. I hate even fucking saying that names on her. How fucking dare you? Make me say used car for your fucking fantasy team name, you piece of absolute trash. I hate the fucking pun names so bad. And then to top it off, you come up with what couldn't possibly be any cheesier. And it's for a terrible player. It is so bad. Please, please reconsider everything about your team, the team name. Your lineup is bad. 
it is not good. After your first couple picks, your first couple picks, you wasted so, so much potential with the rest of your draft. Mahomes and Devontae Adams are going to win you weeks just by themselves. But after that, just the question marks, just the Chris Carson, the Josh Jacobs, they both, whether they're hurt or not, they both have a disappearing tendency. They really do. Adam Thielen, old man Thielen. Mark Andrews was carted off practice today. Shouldn't have any effect. It was like heat stroke or whatever, but apparently he's fine. You've still got Miles Gaskin in your st- starting lineup. I don't know who you're kidding, bud. You're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. That's not happening. DJ Moore was actually hurt, and it does look like it is fairly serious. Um, and then, of course, your quarterbacks, uh, well, obviously after Mahomes, and then you've got Derek Carr. I just, buddy, buddy. Who are we? He got Troy week one. Um, mm. If Saquon goes, Saquon's not going to play week one. That's the only thing saving you here is honor. Yeah, Saquon is out for week one. Um, so, man, who's Troy going to put in there at running back? Javante. He can't put Javante in. I guess it'll be Kenyon Drake. Man, 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 Troy, Kenyon Drake, and J.K. Dobbins as his starting running backs in Week One. He can't, he can't beat Zoner with that. Can't do it. Russ plays a man. Colts have a great defense. Russ plays starts against a great defense. Baker will probably torch the Chiefs' defense. Our secondary is still pretty questionable. But I I think that the projection's right here. I, unfortunately, I have to say that Zoner wins. Yeah, I'll take Zoner in this one. I just can't do it, Troy. Not with the running backs. Man, that's that's bad. Yeah, Kenyon Drake and J.K. Dobbins. Uh, week one, that's... And it may be weeks two and three, honestly. Saquon is... I read a big... Uh, a big write up on him from the athletic either. I think it was either a day or yesterday. And yeah, they're basically saying that, uh, week three is like optimistic. So man, uh, you're going to have to, you're going to have to do We, we talked about trades today. Troy and I did a little bit, um, not about him and I trading. I guess we did talk about it a bit, but it's, it's just, we didn't, there, there was no common ground and, I don't see it happening. He's going to have to find a trade with someone. He's got He's got to get a running back. I have no doubt that Javante is going to be good like he thinks, like Troy thinks, but it's going to be later in the season. He's not going to obviously be able to start him for the first few weeks. Troy needs, Troy needs a running back. So, guys, I mean, just be ready for the barrage of trade offers from Troy, and when you turn him down, he will – berate you and call you an idiot but man he needs he needs running back help don't let him tell you otherwise at least until Saquon comes back he needs running back help he really does um so Zoner takes that one moving on Neves versus Sam uh pretty close projection Sam projected to win by four but ooh, a lot of red on Sam's injury report Lockett questionable DeAndre questionable uh, Claypool questionable. I, I think at this point it looks like all those guys will play. Um, mm, Sam's going to win this one. 
Uh, actually, you know what? I take that back. This one's tough because Sam's quarterbacks, who obviously we know are the highest point earners, he's got Justin Herbert against a great Washington defense, and then he's got Tua against Bill Belichick's Patriots, who there's no way week one you're coming out and showing up against the the Patriots week one. I just, mm-mm, no, no, no. You're going to have a tough time. Then he's got Sam... Man, even after this trade, Sam's lineup, he's still got Ronald Jones starting that week against Dallas as his RB3. Um, Chubb will be okay for him. Lockett, again, against the good defense. Mm. Yeah, this one's tough. This one's a tough. I think this one's a pretty much a tough. Oh man! And then you go look at Neves, and he's got Etn in his starting lineup, and Corey Davis. Oh no 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 no. Neves has Darnell Mooney in his starting lineup. Oh Nebrigi, my man, you are in trouble. What have you done? Oh, your receivers, your flex receivers are Corey Davis and Darnell Mooney. Yeesh. Some good some good pieces on Neebs' team, but the when you get past those first like four or five picks, like JT and I talked about the other night, it just goes to shit. Oh, and Kamara, great player, but of course he's just he's gonna have to have one of his best years on one of his worst teams for Neebs to be relevant. Neebs just this season's over before it started for you, but it just is. You're you're going nowhere fast. You're going nowhere. Um, and then finally, real quick, me versus Babs. Obviously, I'm going to say I'm going to win. ESPN says I'm going to win. Uh, it's a close projection, to be fair to Babs, but yeah, I'm going to win. Um, He's got Stafford going against the Bears. Derrick Henry against Arizona. That'll be solid. Um, he's still got Jonu in there at tight end. I'm projecting Jonu for three points, his first start. Uh, Julio, please keep him in there. Please keep him in there so the, day, the week of the game, he's going to be questionable. And then the day that the injury report comes out, an hour before the game, he'll be out. And you will be scrambling. Um and then Big Ben against the Bills defense. Uh, ooh, wee, ooh. Amari, if he plays against Tampa Bay's great defensive backs. Uh, not that I don't have my questions, too, here. Um, Najee's first game ever against the Bills. Galladay's questionable. He probably won't even fucking play. I'll be throwing like Nicole Hardman in there. And then Daryl Henderson will have a tough game against the Bears, but looks like for now he's their guy. Mostert, healthy on paper, playing at Detroit. That one I think is going to be one of Mostert's best games of the year, if only because he's actually healthy and the rookie hasn't gotten worked in much, Sermon. And then Matt Ryan gets the Eagles. That's favorable. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I like my chances here. I like my chances. I think it is going to be close, but Babs uh, just doesn't have what it takes. I don't know, though. I've been hard on Babs. If we're assuming health, Babs has a pretty deep squad. I mean, in all honesty, he really does. There's not someone I look at his squad and, again, assuming health, I'm like, oh, man, he's got to start that guy. Whereas looking at uh, Neebs and then looking at Troy with uh, Saquon probably not playing, having to start Kenyon Drake or a waiver guy, there's no one like that on Babs' team. So, again, ESPN thinks Babs has the worst team. I think it's very bad. But as long as his guys stay healthy, his bench isn't very deep. As long as his guys stay healthy, he'll be better than I've been giving him credit for. And I don't think he'd have to worry about the tattoo. Um, Again, we know injuries will happen. Um, Probably to myself, I have a bad one every year. Last two years in a row, I've lost the number one overall pick. So all I'm hoping for this year is just – if my top three guys can somehow not get injured, I don't know. Uh, all right, that's it. I'm wrapping up. That's my predictions. Had to say something about old Gurky and that trade. My goodness, guys. Oh, keep your wits about you. Be ready to accept that trade as fast as you can when you see Gurky's name pop up on the trading block. Until then, until next time, until Tuesday, signing off. Have a good weekend.